Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We come prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are faithless, but you are faithful. We are wrong and you are always right. Consecrate, move by your spirit, speak to our hearts, bind the enemy, encourage somebody's heart. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. I want to thank John. Let's give John a hand clap. The male chorus. Kent, thank you. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Beautiful voice. Praise God. Thank God for all of you. Truly, God is an awesome God to Dr. Reeves, our visiting passionate pastor from Liberia. We thank God for you, brother. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your kind words. And to my sister who testified, thank you, Lord. We love you. Thank all of you. Truly, God is an awesome God. This morning, we'll be in some familiar territory, Daniel chapter 1, Daniel. And I established before that whenever you see an E-L prefix, that means in front of the name, or suffix in back of the name, and it has something to do with God. Elijah, Ezekiel, uh, and goes on and on and on. Daniel, verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart. I want to stop there, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Either you are standing or you are a bystander. You are either standing or you're just a bystander. If ever there was a standard, a standing and a strength situated in a man in the midst of struggle, it is seen in Daniel the prophet. Daniel, whose name means God is my judge, lived to be about 85 years or older after spending much of his time in exile. Deported on the third deportation from Jerusalem into Babylon, he and three of his teenage friends, they were kidnapped by Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and brought into another culture. And Daniel represents a man of conviction and a model of counsel and a manager of consecration. That when we look at Daniel, there are some powerful principles that jump off the page that we ought to learn from. Daniel did not allow his culture to soil his sanctification. Nor did he let his environment eliminate his enlightenment. His purity didn't fall prey to a perverse society. And Daniel didn't live for relevance, he lived for righteousness. That's right. 
Young people need not feel coiny because we preach you ought to abstain from sex until you are married. We're living in this pressure cooker called the world. It's a cauldron. It's a, it's a pressure cooker that places pressure on you to conform to its image. My Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, yeah, to present your bodies, yeah, as a living sacrifice. Now stop, pause, and part, because that's a paradox. That's a contradiction. A sacrifice cannot be living. A sacrifice is dead. And, and what God is saying is that you ought to be dead to yourself and dead to the world and dead to Satan but alive to God. Can I get a witness? And be not conformed to this cosmos. Don't allow the world to shape who you are. But be ye transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. Now, now nobody finishes the verse that ye may prove, my God, that you, which is your reasonable worship. Uh, very, very interesting that the world wants the church to be made in its image. Yeah. The world wants to pressure the church to agree and accept things that God calls reprehensible. And all of us are sinners saved by grace. We have to grow in grace. And, 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 and the change agent for the Christian is truth. If you continue in my word, then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Do I have a witness? It, it, is, it, is, it is here, it is here, it is here that... Um, um, churches are bystanders and they're not standing. We are allowing the world to dictate the standards. Yeah. It used to be that in the world one out of every 10 people were divorced. And then it moved to one out of every two. It used to be the church was one out of every 15. Now the church is one out of every two. We, we are taking on the attitudes, the addictions, yeah, and all of the atmosphere of the world. We are watching people who profess Christ but use cocaine. People who say they're saved, yeah, but they're involved in crime repeatedly. People who say they know our Christ, but their lifestyles are far from it. And God knows I am a sinner saved by grace. <laughs> God knows the Lord went a long way to pull me out of filth and lead me to faith. Can I get a witness? But Dr. Reeves, I learned when Jesus is involved in something, we grow in grace. We, we, we conform to his image. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so in this great technological age we live in, this social media and all of the, amen, things that we are constantly exposed to from TV to movies to Hollywood, yeah, amen. We're finding that uh, the church becomes less and less um, vocalized. We are a victim of our society. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so one of the things that 
we need to revisit every now and then is to, amen, allow the Word of God, which is the, 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 the Word of God is the authority of God. Uh, the Scriptures are inspired, amen, and we need to let the Word speak the Word. Daniel and his uh, teenage friends were, amen, uh, kidnapped, taken into Babylon, and these four teenagers, they controlled themselves within, and they changed what they felt was changeable. Their, their titles, their times, their testimonies were all significant. Daniel's name was changed to Belshazzar, and, 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 and all these second names are names associated with amen the babylonian gods and hananiah his name was changed to shadrach and mishael name was changed to meshach and azariah's name was changed to abednego they allowed their names to be changed they allowed amen they didn't speak out against them being kidnapped and changing their environment but when it came to their diets which was directly associated with their god they balked. And, and, and one of the things that uh, jumps off the page is that when you look at the first uh, four chapters, we see God's providential plan. Now let me stop, pause, and park because God's providential plan simply is what God wants in place. And many times we are in the midst of God's providential plan in which we don't understand. God's going to have his way. He wants us to be a light in darkness and he wants us to be a salt, light and salt. Light only shines in darkness. Lord have mercy. And salt is a preserver. We preserve people from going to hell when we tell them about how to be saved in Jesus. Salt is not only a preserver, salt is a healer. Salt will heal wounds, won't they? It may sting, but ultimately a wound will be, amen, healed as it is exposed to salt. And then third, salt is a taste enhancer. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Somebody's life ought to be better because they came in contact with you. Do I have a witness? Amen. And so, and so one of the things we see in the first four chapters is God's providential plan. But then chapter 5, we see God's powerful hand. When uh, a party was thrown, an orgy broke out, everybody was getting drunk, drinking out of vessels that were sanctified in God's temple, and a hand went up the wall. Many, many tiku you farsen. And, and when the hand went up the wall... It, it was writing that soldiers were already at the gate to kill them. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm drunk and I see a hand going up the wall, I'm going to quickly get sobered, Brother Gray. I'm going to get sobered if I see a hand up the wall. But, 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 but we see a providential plan. We see a man, a powerful hand. And then in chapter 9, we see a praying man. Chapter 10, a prophetic ban. So what God is doing in this great prophetic book, and I, and I want to put the prophecy out there so you know the historicity here because it's very important. God is previewing, listen, um, successive kings, successive Gentile powers until God, the Messiah, comes back. And the first one was Babylon 605. 597 and 586 BC that, that the, the, the first nation that God let uh, Israel fall captive to was Babylon. Babylon, the lion, the great Nebuchadnezzar. And, and, this, and the second are the Persians, right around 500 BC, King Cyrus. It was Medes and Persians, but became Persians. And then the third is Greece in 400, 350, 300 B.C. Alexander the Great, a 32-year-old young man, almost conquered the world. And then when he died, it broke up under four 
generals and they took it from there. And then 165 BC, before the birth of Christ, came the one-horned monster called Rome. Little horn. And this Roman Empire atmosphere will last to the return of Jesus Christ. When the Son of Man will come in all of his power. So Daniel is laying out these four successive powers. But here I want to point out three powerful principles of Daniel. And by the way, Ezekiel 14, 14, don't turn. His contemporaries, his friends were Ezekiel and Jeremiah. Ezekiel was uh, in captivity by the river Chebar prophesying. He said, I saw a wheel in a wheel. And Jeremiah was allowed to roam the land and preach. Jeremiah said that he is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. And of course, Daniel is in captivity in Babylon. All three knew each other. They were contemporaries. But the interesting thing is that Ezekiel 14, 14 calls Daniel a righteous man. There's nothing bad said about Daniel. There's something bad said about Abraham, Moses, David, Elijah, but not Daniel. Daniel is considered a righteous man. And Jesus spoke of him in his Olivet Discourse. And when we look at this book of Daniel we see something that's very, very interesting that regardless of my surroundings, I can still be sanctified. Because everybody else is doing their thing. You don't have to do yours. God has sovereignly placed you on your job. You are, you are light in darkness. Can I get a witness? You, you can't laugh at the dirty jokes. You, you can't get into the filthy conversations. You, you are a witness for God. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and child of God, we all are growing in grace. We're seeing on the news now that somebody that was prominent and we all respected, their past is catching up to them. It's a sad story, isn't it? It's a sad story. And we all have had our past. And there are things in our past that are reprehensible. I know you don't want to say amen, but I'm going to say it for you. It, can I get a witness? It, it, listen, if walls could talk, somebody had something bad to say about you and bad to say about me. Can I get a witness? Because I haven't always been saved. I, I haven't always tried to live right. I haven't always tried to preach right. I, I was filthy and not of faith. Can I get a witness? I, I heard Paul say, and you who were dead in trespasses and sins have he now quickened. He made alive. But God, Boy, if I could just deal with some... But God, who's rich, any rich this morning? Did he pull us out of hell with smoke stealing our garments? Did he put us on a street called straight? Saved us from the guttermost to the uttermost. Praise his name. I know you too cute. Y'all too cute to talk up in here, but let me talk. I was no good, I was filthy, I was in fornication, I was in pornography, I was messed up, but the Lord saved my soul. And he made, he made me whole. He put a new song in my mouth. Can I get a witness? Even praise. So if somebody ever pull up my pants, all I can say is, that's right. But God, turn to your neighbor and say, that's right. But God. I'm not going to sit up here, turn this up and tell you I smoked but didn't inhale. I did inhale. 
I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, amen, I kept my thing in my pants. I, I didn't keep my thing in my pants. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you I never took a drink, never got high, never cursed, never died. I ain't doing that. I messed up. But thanks, thanks, thanks be to God who gives us. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was born twice, but I'm only dying once. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy will come in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. It was you, Lord, who brought us out. It was you, Lord, who showed continual mercy. It was you, Lord, who gave us grace. Can I get a witness? When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all, all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah! 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 I thank God. For saving. For saving me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, listen, listen, listen. It's not until you understand where you came from that you will understand where you're going. Do I have a witness? Thank you, Lord. Daniel, 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 Daniel. Daniel, first of all, was a man of conviction to his purpose. He had an inbuilt determination. But Daniel, and see the butt comes on uh, the heels of what Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego allowed to happen. You can change our names. You can change our countries. You can change our culture. But you're not changing my convictions. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? You know, you know, you know hey, you, you're, not, you're not changing that. See, a firm faith, in spite of fleshly acculturation, see, acculturation is you and I being removed to a whole nother culture. Now, it has been said, and I want the young people to hear this, that association leads to assimilation. Amen. Can I talk about that? Proverbs 1 and 2 talks about bad company. And it says, sooner or later, here's what happens with bad company. Either you're going to change them or they're going to change you. Can, can I get a witness up in this house? If, if, I, if I'm going to hang with people that's getting high, sooner or later, I'm going to get high. Or they're going to stop getting high. And the percentages is you're going to get high. Can I get a witness? If, if, if I'm hanging around people with perversions in their lives, sooner or later you're going to have perversions in your life. Uh. <laughs> so association leads to assimilation and, and, and one's company corrupts one's values. Birds of a feather, what? I remember when I first got saved, man, I was in South Philly. I bought my house from, on my GI Bill. I'm sitting there, and my boys come around. They said, what's up, man? Come on, get dressed. We're going out tonight. I said, nah. 
Why not? I said, man, I got saved. You got what? <laughs> he said, you got any blow? You, you got any, uh, you got any, you got, you got any joint? I said, no, I ain't doing them. You ain't what? And the more I talked, it looked like they was going towards the door. <laughs> Lord, how many of you know what I'm talking about? See, once you stop living like them, come on now. Friendships start changing, isn't that right? I know what I'm talking about now. In the name of Jesus. So, child of God, uh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel here would not allow his company to corrupt his uh, morals and the acculturation, their change of environment, surroundings, and residences. Notice Daniel and his friends, they had no appeals, no advice, no alternatives, and in spite of the outward conflict, listen, it did not change their inner confidence in Almighty God. The word purpose here in the Septuagint, Old Testament Greek, is transliterated, bolema, a, a, a familiar word from Ephesians 1, which means to will a deliberate intention to take counsel within yourself, to be steadfast, amen, by one's conviction. The Bible says their purpose was to remain pure in spite of their perverse surroundings. Let me stop Paul's part. Here we are living in, in this world. America is the greatest country in the world. But America's sick. And you don't have to attack people. You don't, you don't have to make fun of people. I believe in traditional marriage. Between a man and a woman. I don't owe you no explanation because you don't believe that. Can I get a witness? I, I believe that God sanctioned a man and a woman. Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman. God didn't sanction that. Hmm. God did not sanction us living in open homosexuality or lesbianism. God did not sanction us out here in the street fornicating like a dog. He, that, that ain't from God. Y'all ain't got to say, man, look at the clock. It's all right. In the name of Jesus. See, I can preach bold because I ain't in this stuff. Can I get a witness? I ain't got nothing to hide up in here. Can I get a witness? Now, 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 and this morning I said 20 years. I meant to say 28. And I said 20 years ago, I, you know, but I had, to, I had to correct that. There was a time I was hiding stuff. Hiding the lifestyle. Hiding... Hiding habits. Are y'all getting me? And, and, and God is still cleaning me up. I ain't cleaned all the way yet. I'm still cleaning up. I told him this morning, I go in the bedroom, sister's going to be looking at something. I said, what's that? She said, uh, it's clean. I said, and it's coiny. So let me go in the other room and turn on my program. But that's the way the world views things. Amen. And see, the young people are suffering because they have no models. What, what we tend to do is okay stuff. Yeah, we blink at stuff that's detrimental. Are y'all praying with me? So, child of God, when we begin to, you know, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a third, you know. People say, well, you know, I, listen to me. Unfortunately, I had sex before marriage. It has already hurt me. When I got in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Pastor, Paul said, listen, talking about a man going to be able to step mother, he said, I've already judged him how to put him out. That Satan may have his body and his soul be released in the day of judgment. And then Paul goes on to explain what happens in a sexual process. When a man and a woman come together sexually, they're sharing their personalities. You leave a part of yourself with him, and she leaves a part of herself with you. And the more people you go to bed with, the more personalities you don't share. Yeah, yeah. 
it used to be the three faces of Eve. Some of us come to church as the 25 faces of Eve. Now, wait a, wait a minute, y'all. You know, if that person has mental, emotional, psychological stuff going on, they shared that with you. That's why some of y'all crazy. Don't get nervous because the Bible says when you get saved, he washes us. Didn't, didn't he say that? Didn't Paul, didn't Paul say, and such were some of you. But you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Because Jesus washed me. He cleaned me up because he washed me. He erased all that stuff out. Thanks be to God for the cross of Calvary. He's washed my mind. He's washed my heart. He's washed my soul. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm washed. Don't I smell good? I'm washed. I'm washed. I was filthy as a dog, but I'm washed. I was no good, but I'm washed. I was on my way to hell, but I'm washed. Can I get a witness? Washed! Lord, have mercy. Let me get out your way before I run all around this church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. And I and I don't listen, listen. I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to get you so and sister going, I don't mean no disrespect, but I know some of the women I was with was crazy. I know they was crazy. That's what attracted me to them. The fact that they was crazy. That, you know that's what sinner do? Sinner make you go after crazy things. Won't it? Sinner make you go after worldly things. Sinner make you go after no good things. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Hallelujah. You ain't never had no wife that prayed. You ain't never had no husband that loves the Lord. When the Lord is on your side. steadfast unmovable 1st Timothy 6 20 says tells us to guard the truth that God has deposited in your heart can I get a witness and see child of God when you look at Daniel I'm coming out your way Daniel was a man of faith not filth can I get a witness yeah 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 he was a man that had a conviction of purpose but Daniel purpose, look at verse 8, in his heart, the seat of his emotions, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile his... Now, 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 now look at this contextually. In, in, verse, <clears throat> in verse 7, here's what... The Babylonians said he was going to change names. In verse 8, here's what Daniel said, you're not going to change diet. And in verse 9, because he took that stand, God brought him into favor. Don't miss that. Won't God bring you into favor? When you take a stand for him? I dare you to go to work tomorrow. And in your heart say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to do this thing his way. Won't he bring you into favor? He'll make your enemies your footstool. Won't he bring in the favor? He'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Won't he bring in the favor? He'll do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. So if you've given it up, shut it up. Daniel purposed in his heart, my God, 
Oh, if we had people today that would just purpose in their heart. I'm saved and I'm living for God. And I refuse to fall prey to compromise. Can I get a witness? I, I, I just, I just, I just, I just feel, I just, I just, I just refuse. I just, I just refuse. I want to live right. I want to be right. I want to talk right. I want to do right. You got to do that in your heart. That's the determination you got to make from the inside. Can I get a witness? You, you, you got to start shutting yourself off of stuff. You, you can't keep going in them triple X places. You, yeah, somebody need to preach it. You got to make a determination within yourself. I ain't doing that, man. I ain't doing that. You know, and if you fail, ask God to forgive you and then tell your boyfriend, shop is closed. Tell your girlfriend, shop is closed. I know y'all looking at me, where he come from? <laughs> Woo. Your pastor was messed up because of my indulgences in the world. Dan Daniel was a man of conviction to his purposes. But secondly, Dan Daniel was a man of conviction to his prayers. Chapter 9 deals with his prayer life. I want to just expedition. Now, this is my second principle. So my first principle is purpose. Get, get some purpose to your life. Get some, get some purpose to your life. And, and, and listen, the reason this word purpose is so strong, it's, it's a self-driven situation. Yeah. Forget, for, forgetting those things that are behind, and you start pressing to those things which are before you. Amen? And, 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 and child of God, he moves to this matter of prayer, which is a dependence upon God. Now, one's prayer life is a, a lifeline to Almighty God. Prayer, uh, watch these prepositions. Prayer is a communication to God. Prayer is a communion with God. And prayer is a comfort that comes from God. Did y'all get that? Three prepositions. Prepositions are directional. To God is my communication. With God is my communion. And from God is my comfort. Now, when you and I pray according to the, listen, the pattern that's in the word, we walk away with peace. Isn't that right? Philippians chapter 4. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so Daniel was a prayer warrior. He depended on God. I want you to see something that's interesting. What is Daniel praying about? I'm glad you asked. Contextually, Daniel is reading the book of Jeremiah, chapter 25, 11, chapter 29, 10, when he was reminded that out of God's sovereignty, he was going to let Jerusalem fall prey in exile, amen, to Babylon. Why? Because they were committing idolatry. And when they got finished with these 70 years, there was no more idolatry. God cured them of what was ailing them. So he's reading, listen, Jeremiah's prophecy and Jeremiah's prophecy deals with 70 years of captivity. Amen. And listen to this. And, 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 and Jeremiah 2 says, Jeremiah the prophet says to Israel, you have committed two evils. You have first forsaken me, God, the fountain of living waters. And secondly, you have hewn out, cut out cisterns, false gods that can hold no water. Uh, uh, Jer Jeremiah, Jeremiah's prophecy is, amen, that, amen, you have blown this assignment of worship. Do I have a witness? You're praying about things that mean nothing. So in Daniel's prayer, the first thing that he does is that 
he confess and acknowledge his personal sins and the sins of the nation. And then secondly, he sets aside, he fasts, he sets aside food, he sets aside comfort, he sets aside time to talk to God. I have a, I have a self-imposed policy. That is, when I wake up in the morning, I never go to my phone. I need to have devotions with my God. I need to read his word and pray. Whoever called or left a message during the night, I can't help you anyhow. Till I talk to my God. I, I just refuse to put anything before him. Do I have a witness? Yeah, it's tight, but it's right. Some of us ain't, ain't even, look. Tight. Tight. He sets aside, and then in sackcloth and ashes, he shows a sorrow of repentance. Church only preach on, preach on repentance no more. Changing your mind, changing your direction, changing your life. <sighs> yeah. And then he prays according to God's promises. He prays back to God what God has already said, meaning the word and prayer go hand in hand. He prayed the uh, Abrahamic covenant. Here's promises you made to uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to pray about them. Here's the Palestinian covenant, land, seed, and blessing. I'm going to pray about that. Here's the divinity covenant, the coming of a king who will have a throne forever, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray through the promises of Almighty God. Here's the Palestinian covenant. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going What? Well, Daniel, why are you praying? Because 2 Chronicles 7.14 said, If my people who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, yeah, and pray and turn away from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven. Then I'll hear from heaven. Daniel was praying for God's grace. Daniel was praying for God's mercy. Daniel was praying against the pollution of the land. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Michael 6, 8 says, What does God require of thee but to do justly? To walk humbly and love mercy. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. And when we pray righteously, yeah, when we pray and ask God to show us ourselves, my God. You know, I, I was taught years ago, when you pray, take, now, now one old pastor told me, son, when you pray, just stay there on your knees or on your face and just uh, confess your sin. You might be there an hour just confessing your sins. God, forgive me in the name of Jesus, amen. Whatever that means. Because we sin in thought, word, deed, motive, and attitude. We sin by omission and by commission. And if I can spend enough time just saying, Lord, I messed up, I've messed up, I've done this, Lord God. I, God, forgive. Watch this one. Forgive me for what I don't even know. Are y'all are y'all getting this? My people who are called by my name. Hmm. Pray for our hurts, our hindrances, and our habits. Now, we are not against anyone. We don't speak. We don't make fun of anyone. If you're struggling with something that's not of God, then quietly pray to God for healing. 
don't, don't parade it. Don't parade it like God has okayed it. Ah, Lord. Don't parade the stuff, man. God, 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 God hates that attitude. Lord, I'm, 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 I'm weak in this area and I'm struggling and I keep falling. Lord, give me more grace. Give me, give me mercy. Lord, give me healing in the name of Jesus. Are y'all getting this? Mm-hmm. Mm. And if your prayers are not reflected in the word, you ain't heard from God. I'm sick of that too. Well, the Lord laid on my heart. Well, what did he lay on your heart, baby? And, it, and what he laid on your heart ain't in 66 books. <laughs> but he laid it on your heart. The word confirms what you say God said. I'm messing up now. Can I get a witness? If God said it, I can find it in this Biblios. Can I get a witness? Pray for those that use you. Pray for those that hurt you. Pray for those that despite. Come on now. Feed your enemies. I, I, what does the Bible say? Yeah, the Lord told me not to listen to my husband no more. <laughs> but the Lord told me your wife ain't right <laughs> well we can come up with some stuff now <sighs> next thing you would be up here saying well the Lord told me just smoke one more joint <laughs> and then give it up you, you're alive from the pit if, if it ain't in this word I'm, I'm preaching up in this place man I'm sick of these fictitious prayers and what you think God laid on your God ain't laid nothing on your heart. Amen. You laid it on your heart. Hallelujah. Hmm. I'm going to make it clear, baby. You know why I can make it clear? Because I done prayed about everything. Half of it wasn't from God either. There is a principle, a purpose that says I need to be predetermined that I'm not going to fluctuate, compromise this word through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a principle of prayer. I need to be dependent upon God, but I need to confess the stuff that keeps permeating my life with sackcloth ashes, with repentance. I need to praise his name first in prayer for who he is. I need to lay out my petitions. I need to thank him for an answer that hasn't even come yet. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Look at the final principle I want to bring out. Daniel was a man of conviction in his patience. Chapter 10. Now, let's pull out some principles. Principle-based teaching is the most powerful form of teaching and preaching out because we walk out with principles. My first principle was purpose. And you need to know your purpose. When I was in the world, my purpose was pleasure. That was my whole purpose. Eat, drink, and be merry. Have a good time. I had no thought for tomorrow. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Friday the eagle flies. That's payday. Can I get a witness? <laughs> you didn't hear about that in Africa, did you? Fr 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 Friday the eagle flies. Amen. And I'm out in the street to Monday morning. I go back to work. Can I get a witness? I'm going to do my thing. You, you remember that. We didn't, we didn't even worry about living. Amen. We didn't worry whether we were going to wake up the next morning. Do I have a witness? That, that, that was the ideology of life. Pleasure. 
He moves from purpose to prayer, 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 purpose to prayer. Now, 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 now the first thing here in this matter of deliverance, and let me, let me talk about his conviction of patience, and here's a powerful principle you need to understand. Delay is never denial. Because God has not rushed back to you with the answer to your prayer. It didn't mean he didn't hear it. And it doesn't even mean he's not going to perform it. He's just sovereign when he does it. Can I get a witness? So you say, I've been praying for my, I've been praying for my kids that they be saved. Well, God heard it. Now, you ain't going to tell God how to save them. You ain't going to tell God, uh, Lord, uh, uh, don't let this happen. Don't. You ain't doing that to God. God God's going to choose the methodology that he's going to bring them in. Now watch this one. And the mythology might be you going home to be with the Lord. Maybe when you laid out, them hellacious kids are coming to Christ. That's God's business. Do I have a witness? Oh, that's tight. They may not come up the aisle of the church. They might have to go to jail. They may have to be in a hospital bed with an incurable disease. They might get in a car accident. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to scare you, but when you pray, God determines how he's going to bring everybody in. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, all in the blood, some through great sorrows. God sends a song. I told you I had an uncle, my mother's brother, honest God truth. They called me up. I was pastoring. They said he, he's, he was at St. Agnes Hospital on Broad Street. They said he's dying. He will not live the night out. My grandmother was the matriarch and the spiritual leader of my whole family. She raised him in Christ. I walked in the hospital bed, in the hospital room. I had my suit on, my Bible in my hand. And I looked him in the eye. He, he couldn't even talk because he had cancer of the throat. He said, I said, listen, you're getting ready to die. You need to receive Jesus. Do you want to be saved? He said, ah, ah, and I led him to Christ. Right after I led him to Christ, he died. God determines. The good news is that he received him. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Child, 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 child of God. And, and, and look, I ain't going to make no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mess with this thing, baby. Look, there's others. I've gone on their deathbed to talk to them, and they wouldn't do it. Then they died. You must be born again. God don't have grandchildren. I don't care how spiritual your mother was. That, that, that's not to your account. That's to her account. Care how good your father was. That's not to your account. That's to his account. Everybody's got to come on their own to be saved. Lord Jesus. Some old lady, when I first started passing, she said, she said, Pastor Garden? I said, yeah, baby. She said, when you die, the truth will come out. I said, now what is she talking about? <laughs> she said, when you in that casket, we're going to find out how many children you really had. <laughs> but he was my father. No, he wasn't. He was your father. Was your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all looking up at me funny. See, what you hiding going to come to light. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight. Papa was a rolling stone. Check, check it out, check it out, check it out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Delay is never denied. He told Abraham, you're going to have a child, a promised child. Took 14 years for the child to come. In the meantime, uh, Abraham and Sarah hooked up a plan with Ishmael. Remember that? That wasn't God's will. God's will was for him to wait. And, 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 and listen, listen and, and, and when, he, when he finally had 
Isaac, which means laughter, because Sarah laughed. When he finally had Isaac, the Bible of Galatians used as an allegory that there was contention in the house. The son of the flesh, allegorical picture, and the son of the spirit. So Sarah came to Abraham and said, we having problems in this house. So Abraham said, Sarah, do what you got to do. So she put Hagar and the son out. And Hagar was out there crying to God, and God said, I'm going to take care of you, but, uh, you know, your son will be great, but he's going to be a wild man. That's all in Genesis. My God. Here's what God told Abraham. Put the woman and her son out. Why? Because spirit and flesh have no business coexisting. The same applies to us. Your spirit in Jesus Christ and your flesh have no business. I'm preaching up in this place. Coexisting. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, child, child, child of God, delay is never denial. The Bible says he may not come when you're warning, but he's right on time. Do I have a witness? And, and, and then he waited for a revelation of clarity. Uh, he, he's, playing, he's praying three weeks by the river Tigris. He's praying that God would send a message. He's praying and he doesn't hear anything because uh, uh, Dr. Reeves, uh, uh, I'm, I'm tired of people thinking they know the word. Nobody in the Old Testament was indwelt by the Holy Spirit. That didn't happen in Acts 2. David prayed in the book of Psalms, Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. We will never pray that because the Holy Spirit is our seal. The Holy Spirit is on the inside. The Holy Spirit is with us until we see Jesus. Can I get a witness? Child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. He kept praying for three weeks. And God sent Gabriel, chapter 10, with the answer. Here's Gabriel, a mighty angel who stands in the presence of God. He is an anointed cherub. Gabriel's a bad boy. There's only two named angels in Scripture, Gabriel and Michael. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when Gabriel came through the sky to get to Daniel, the Bible says, and the prince of Persia, Satan and his angels, caught Gabriel in the sky, and they started fighting in the sky because Satan was trying to stop him from encouraging this man of God. And every time God wants to encourage you, Satan is trying to stop God from encouraging you. Satan is trying to blind you to your blessings. Can I get a witness? And while Gabriel was in the sky fighting by himself, surrounded by demonic forces, surrounded by Satan, amen, the Bible says Michael, <laughs> the archangel, Michael shot out of heaven with a detachment of angels and they drew their sword and he told Gabriel, go on down there, we got your back. And they were battling in the sky. There was cosmic warfare. Do you know every time you pray there's cosmic warfare? Every time you try to rest, there's cosmic warfare. Every time you try to walk right, there's cosmic warfare. And here's what Gabriel said. I had your answer three weeks ago, but I was hindered. Can't Satan hinder you? He can hinder your walk. He can hinder your wisdom. He can hinder you. Thanks be to God. But he waited for God's rich encouragement. And God bought him an open door of deliverance. Uh, I'm praying for some deliverances in my life. I've been praying for years. They ain't get here yet. But I'm still expecting. How many of you know what I'm saying? Because I know that my God is able. Any able? And because I have his purposes and because I try to pray and because I, I have some patience, I know God going to break through. 
Can I get a witness? He will do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. In fact, when you look through the Bible, it's God's will to delay deliverance. Well, why does he delay deliverance? Because he wants an audience. Can I get a witness? He wants you to hurt and pray, and he wants you to tell others you've been praying. He wants others to see your hurts. He wants others to see your hindrances. He wants others to see, yeah, the things that are bothering you before he sends help. Can I get a witness? God specializes in taking his time to come to our rescue. But in his eyes, he's not being late. Can I get a witness? He's never late. He'll come with your answer. He'll come with your blessing. He'll come with your deliverance. Can I get a witness? And when the angel got there, Daniel had joy because Daniel heard that the 69th week of the 70th week that the Messiah would be cut off. Uh, prophecy in 9, 24 to 27, Jesus would hang on a cross and God says this is the 69th week. Only one more week before God comes back to earth. Do I have a witness? And then God called a divine time out and ushered in the church between the 69th and 70th week. And we've been here 22,000 years. And when we get raptured out, then the 70th week will begin. Can I get a witness? And then seven years after the, after the 70th week, Jesus is coming back on the clouds with all power in his hand, with a rod of iron. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, God will delay every now and then. He delayed 2,000 years ago at Calvary's cross. Um, can I get a witness? Uh, Jesus submitted to death. Jesus was put into a borrowed tomb. Can I get a witness? And God was on the timer. Can I get a witness? Jesus said, destroy this body. And in three days, I'll raise it up. Uh, didn't he say that? Um, he, he said, uh, 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 G, G, Jesus said, when they told him that Herod, come on now, when Pilate said, uh, why don't you speak? Don't you know I have power to let you go? It was Jesus that said, you don't have no power. I have power to lay my life down, and I have power to take it up again. Didn't he say that? But child of God, they put him in a borrowed tomb. But early, I said early, Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. Didn't he have all power? He shook hell. He shook heaven. He shook earth. Can I get a witness? Child of God, we got to have a purposeful heart. We got to have a prayer life. But then we got to have patience. The Lord is on his way. The Lord is sending help. The Lord will bless you. And they that wait upon the Lord, yeah, renew that strength. He'll mount you up with wings like eagles. You'll run and not get weary. You'll walk and not faint. Say yeah, say yeah, say yeah. He's be praised. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. You're here this morning, you don't know Jesus in the part of your sins. I invite you to raise your hand and believe that Jesus died for your sins, his burden rose again. He's God's only begotten son. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved. Or perhaps you want to join the church for your Christian experience. Is there one? We invite you this morning. Is there one? Is there one? Come on up here, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step out. We preach truth here. Stand right here. We, we, we preach truth. Is there? Come on, come on out. There you go. Praise Jesus. Hello. How are you? Come on, come on. Step out. Step out. Jesus said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Step out. If you want to give your life to Christ or join the church and Christian experience, just step out.
Just step out. We're living in the last days. The last days started at the cross. Sooner or later, the sky is going to crack. Is there another? Is there another? Now, I'm going to, I want to get you out. I'm going to wait because I know the devil. The devil is a liar. And he's telling you, you don't need to go. You don't need to step out. And God is telling you to go. It's appointed on the man once to die in the judgment. In the day you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Is there another? Is there another? You're not promised tomorrow. You must be saved. Come on, baby. Is there another? Come on. Hey, man. Yeah, another. Praise Jesus. Come on. Step out. Step out. Step out. Step out. My God. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you if you will follow ministers. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, VBS starts our CDC. Bring your children out. Amen. And uh, pray for our church. Pray for pastor. The Lord is good. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. How you use this great prophet Daniel as he purposed by conviction in his heart, as he prayed, and then as he had patience, even through warfare, to wait on you. Take Give us these three principles as we leave this place, but never your presence. Thank you for our visiting pastor. Bless him and his family, his church. Bless everyone on the sound of my voice, every family. And God, help us to stand as we go back into this wicked world. Help us not to judge, but to stand. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. See you Wednesday.